after further reveal. What's up, everyone? Podcast number 13 coming at you. I hope everyone is having a great day. And thanks for listening. What's going on, everybody? Howdy. We're back at it. And last week, NFL draft, and we're going to get right into it. Um, if you followed our picks, probably didn't do too well. So hopefully uh, you didn't put too much stock in what we said. But just a quick recap. Um, we each actually got four right. Um, oh. Five technically, but four picks right. So we each had the Bryce Young pick. We each had Will Anderson in the three spot, although he got didn't go to the exact team, but exact true. pick. Yeah. Um, I had Anthony Richardson at four, the Colts. We both had Broderick Jones at 14. Again, not the same team. But he went there. <laughs> but he went there. Um, Chase had his Ravens pick, right? Zay yeah. Flowers. Happy and about then, that. Yeah, and then we both had Anton Harrison and going to the Jags. Oh, yeah. But not, again, he went, I think, 27, and we had him at 24 to the Jags. So we didn't account for trades, but we had the right team. Yeah. I'm counting five picks that we got right, which honestly, uh, with the way the draft went and how many crazy trades there were, I'll take it. Yeah, that's actually crazy, especially the Broderick Jones one. That's actually pretty wild. Yeah, all four of the same picks we had were right. What? That's insane. That's crazy. We should actually put bets on like the ones we matched up on. Now yeah. we said that because we actually won, but yeah, I know. So we tied. So that's, but that was pretty. That's nice. actually crazy. Yeah, and Ryan, I think I don't know if you followed it too much with the Eagles. I think they did really well and got some got some sneaky talent. Yeah, like I was saying going in last week that they could really do whatever they wanted to, and they proved. I mean, they traded up in the first round, got Jalen Carter. Got his running mate, Nolan Smith, at the end of the first round. Yeah, and we so. both had Nolan Smith way before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he fell a little bit because of injuries, so he's going to have to rehab a little bit. But, I mean, he's going to a loaded Eagles defense, so he has time to rehabilitate. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the Bijan Robinson pick at eight? It feels pretty high for running back. Yeah, I thought it was a little high. I just feel like the Falcons want, like, a Derrick Henry type to run their offense down there, but... I don't know. It just seemed like if they didn't pick him that he would have like went to the middle of the first round, maybe unless the lines are up there because they were itching to take a running back, obviously. Yeah. I mean, at that point was Will Levis, the only quarterback left available. I feel like at least two or three quarterbacks went like top five. And so I don't know if they were just like, Oh, screw the quarterback. We're just going to go for like a Derrick Henry, which I mean, the Titans are good, but they still haven't won anything. So he wasn't the only – he was, like, one of the only quarterbacks left that people thought would be a first-rounder. Um, but it it's hard to – some lofty expectations, of like Robinson compared to Henry, because Henry is an all-time running back at this point. Low-key the GOAT? Oh, I don't know if I'm there yet. King Henry, baby. Still a big Marshawn kind of guy. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Marshawn, yeah. Too. But in this like- generation, no one comes close to King Henry, and there's definitely some – going to be some tough expectations for Bijan Robinson which the dude's a he's a yeah. tank and I really like him so I'm going to be rooting for him but it's just hard because running backs get hosed in today's NFL just with contracts injuries they don't get the love that they used to so yeah and teams try to protect running backs a lot more so there's a lot more split time and that's why I think Henry like you said is 
for our generation is definitely the top guy because he I mean you do not see guys getting the amount of carries per game that he does I mean he's a workhorse and there's hardly any workhorses in the NFL anymore yeah it's true it seems like a lot of teams try to have two running backs on purpose like one you know one or the other yeah it's just the tough part I mean Saquon he went number two overall and that's kind of a tough spot for him I mean he's making a lot of money now and he got hurt you know a few years removed from his injury he looks better but still he was the number two overall pick in that class yeah no it's tough when you see all these running backs though going like second third rounds and having being really productive I mean they might not be like great but you definitely can get some really productive running back play from later in the draft too you can get undrafted guys too like Austin Eckler so you can always find people like that throughout the draft but and just one more uh, football topic here so news story I saw um, pretty recently so Antonio Brown not to talk too much about him because he's a nut job um, but he's a co-owner of the Albany Empire which is the arena in the arena league uh, the arena football league and basically since he bought the team um, they've illegally used NFL footage for commercials they still haven't paid any players or coaches he locked out players of the hotel rooms and now all the player basically all the players have quit or been suspended, including last season's MVP. Um, and he basically locked out the players who were like disgruntled and stuff. So just another Antonio Brown situation. That's just <laughs> that almost sounds too good to be true. So he basically just went and took over this arena football team and basically just like dismantled it. And this and this is this has been like this is not just a Twitter thing, it's been picked up by like Sports Illustrated CBS. I kind of hope someone's filming all this in like five years from now. There'll be a documentary about him just running off the middle of a game and then everything since then. This is like Chase's CBA story, like on crack. <laughs> like, I cannot wait until like 10 years from now when there's a documentary on Antonio Brown and there's just all the shit. There's so might, much to go through. Might rival Aaron Hernandez's documentary. Oh, yeah. it's like a low-key, predi- sketchy prediction. <laughs> I wasn't close. Only on after further review. Anyway, <laughs> how about that NBA playoffs, though? <laughs> Yo, Chase, James Harden. I did not like Houston James Harden and some of his offensive possessions pissed me off on monday night but boy when he hit that shot on that heavy mismatch on al horford good luck yeah that's the whole reason we got him and it looks like even more of a win for a deal i know it's only game one that's happened but i mean this is the whole reason why we went and got james harden was because if Hart, if mb was out you would have somebody else to rely on and you know if this was last season we would have ben simmons on the bench and having to run like toby the minivan just try to get everyone to score. And now it just feels like with Harden out there, we still have a star to run the show and be the face and make the shots, which he did. And yeah, there is, they were leading a little bit in the first quarter. We're down, but they weren't down by like a whole lot for a lot of, for most of the game. You know, they always kept it close within striking distance and made it count at the end of the game and got the win, which was a huge win to start the series. Yeah. And well, if you remember against the heat in the second round, whenever MB didn't play, they went down two games to none. Granted, MB came back and it was a series, but winning game one in Boston feels so good. 
And I don't know if you caught this, but the last couple minutes of the game, Paul Reed went to the free throw line four times and he made all four free throws, including the last two, which iced the game to go up by four. Big, big game for Paul Reed. No other center got minutes that game, which I don't know. Doc was doing a little bit of Doc things, but it, it worked out and Paul Reed had a massive game too. Yeah, we, I, I mean, we were a little bit lucky too. I feel like we were baiting the Celtics into taking a lot of poor shots and they were going for it, you know, and I feel like they were trying to get the kill a lot in that game. So just the fact we were able to get around it. And it's tough when P.J. Tucker's out there. He gives a lot of defense, but if he would just score like three to six points, that would be a huge difference at the end of the game. Like it would be, so you didn't have to come from behind and score those six points. Like you would just have it already. And I don't know. Did you see when he was about to choke out Paul Reed on the bench? <laughs> no, I I don't. I missed the context of it. I didn't see it during the game, but there's just a point where like Paul Reed sitting there on the bench, someone else is there. And then PJ Tucker's there and he's literally just saying like, just going off at Paul Reed. And it looked like Paul Reed was about to pee himself. <laughs> Yo, it's and I'm crazy not gonna lie, I would probably react the same way to PJ Tucker yelling at me. I mean, and he, anytime he's in the corner, he'll shoot threes like all day, every day. But like, I don't know when I play basketball, I love the, the, like that diagonal threes, like not top of the key, not the corner of the other ones. And he had at least three or four open of those. And he just like pass it to a contested Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're open. I mean, I guess like that's not his shot, but it's, it's just crazy. strange. It's like crazy because he, he didn't even shoot. Niang only had three points off the bench. So it was literally the four starters and then Mountain, which yeah. he had a monster first half. But five guys basically outscored the last year Eastern Conference champs. Yeah, it was an insane game. That was a wild game one. Like it felt like more than game one, honestly, going in, knowing that we didn't have a beat for the game. I mean, yeah, the last few years, these first-round matchups, it's been like get through them. This year just means so much because it's against Boston. It's the forever terrible second-round woes with these Sixers teams. And B just got MVP, which much deserved, but he was also out. So it's like, oh, he's got to get back out there. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was screaming. I was losing my voice, but I'm so hyped. I'm so yeah. hyped. And Just I'm very, very, to... I'm very, very hyped that MV won MV, MVP too. He definitely deserved it. Yeah, definitely deserving. I feel like in past years, though, I was definitely more excited for it and stomping for him to win. And it just didn't like now that it finally happened and I don't know, regular season awards just sometimes like I just feel like next year, Jokic is going to win like two more years in a row for some reason. Like, yeah. All right. Let's just give him beat this so we don't have to hear about it. Like we'll get we'll just get it off our back like, in a way. Like yeah. It almost felt like a pity MVP and like, not that it takes away from it, but it's like, I don't know. What about the past two years where he didn't like get it? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. MVP. They've definitely had trouble the past couple of seasons because like Jokic almost averaged a triple double again this year. It's a really fine line with being a stat stuffer, like the Harden Houston teams, Russell Westbrook. I mean, Curry's amazing, but like on the defensive end, he can be a liability. So it, it kind of gets, it's very hard sometimes to determine the factors, but um, I was glad that they went the right way this time. And I actually saw, cause MB came out and he was like talking a lot about it or whatever. And how like, especially like not playing basketball until he was 15. Um, improbable is not impossible. 
And he said he would have a negative. He said back when he started playing basketball, he would get himself a negative 0% chance to win MVP. I don't really know what that means. But coming from um, Africa and Cameroon and not having a lot of um, a lot of talent always come from that way. A lot of those guys don't always get the opportunity. He said a big player that is actually his friend that helped pave the way from Cameroon was Luke Bamute. Oh, former sixer. Former sixer. He would hit those corner threes, but I was yeah, like, oh, what would. the heck? Luke and Bamute. That would have been a good guess, the player. I mean, the Sixers, you know, taking that game one without Embiid is huge, and especially in Boston. You know, and be coming back now. You have a good chance. You have a chance to go up 2 0 back to Philly, yeah. and you know, Philly's just going to be absolutely insane. Oh, I hope little baby's there. I hope he is. <laughs> I feel like James Harden's just going to be like unlocked. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I'm pumped. It's, I'm not like, not that I've always clinched every time Embiid falls, but just the way that the Brooklyn Nets treated him last round and how he gets treated a lot in the playoffs. I just hope that. Marcus Smart doesn't come diving at his knees. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go out there and handle yeah. Marcus Smart myself with some help. But at least yeah, I don't man. have Kelly Olenek. Oh, my. No Kelly Olenek, yeah. no Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, I feel like that's the whole reason why we brought P.J. Tucker, too. Like, he's got to really be the bulldog now. Like, if Marcus Smart starts trying stuff or anyone else on the Celtics team, you know, he's got to really, like, Go Draymond a little bit. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I mean, if he gets like ejected, offensive. Yeah. It's one of those things you don't want to lose him. But if he got ejected, yeah, would fire the team up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he yep. would be forever loved. Like yeah. even if he's here for one year, like that one moment would be like, yeah, PJ Tucker forever. <laughs> I know he definitely fits the role of like just like a Philly guy, yeah. like random he, one-off guy. He can easily get booed like every other game because he doesn't always contribute a lot of like stats but then you just see him out there and he's just somehow incidentally just ball tapping jason tatum i literally thought he was getting ejected and then they're like yeah. oh no it was complete incidental and i was like wow it was really impressive that he got that yeah i know that i feel like the refs uh i don't know gave us one there that there was a few calls i was like ah, okay <laughs> yeah yeah weird game for sure not a lot of free throws yeah if Clifford, the big red dog, subs out, I'm subbing in PJ Tucker all day, every day. So I gotta say, <laughs> no, from one from one playoff series to the other, Ben, no Jimmy Butler in game two for the Knicks, had to get it done at home, and they did. So making it a 1-1 series, assuming Butler will be back for game three in Miami. But, I mean, you're in it. Yeah, they played well. I mean, the game was pretty much close um, from start to finish yesterday. RJ had a pretty big first half and then Brunson did pretty well um second half and you know the team and the team definitely showed some resiliency but it was a game they had to win 1-0 in MSG going to Miami. going to Miami yeah. they could not afford to lose that game without Jimmy and after the game all I saw was just the cameras like pan over to Jimmy Butler and he's just like smirking <laughs> Like after they lost, and I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> so, I don't know what's coming game three, but um, you know, I mean, it's exciting. It's you know, for them to be in in this position, definitely would not have thought that at the start of the season. So I'm just gonna enjoy enjoy the ride, but I'm still holding out for a a Knicks Sixers uh, conference finals. That'd be super hype. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, I still think the Sixers have the bigger hump to get over. Um, 
with how talented the Celtics are and just a little bit of uncertainty with Embiid. But, I mean, the Knicks are in a good series too, and the Heat are always seem to be on the bad end of injuries. Oladipo's out, Tyler Hero's out, Jimmy with the bum ankle. But, I mean, it's still going to be tough. Eric Spolster's just coaches. He's a really good coach. Good coach. That yeah. team's always feisty. Yeah. Um, it's like <laughs> – I mean, they're two, they play pretty similar as far as their styles. And so it, yeah, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me to see some games here that, I mean, don't reach 100 and, you know, just some of those poor shooting, just really physical type games. Um, but another series that we haven't talked about yet that surprised me the Suns, Nuggets, <laughs> Suns down 2 0. Yeah. Definitely thought they would at least get one of those games. Um, now they're in a tough spot. Obviously, here, Chris Paul again. <laughs> yeah. Like, first off, we have to give, we have to completely shit on ourselves here because, yeah. because all of us had the Bucks completely dominating as the one seed, <laughs> and all of us had the one seed Nuggets being a complete turd fest. And on yeah. top of that last podcast, we doubled down, well, at least me and Chase doubled down yeah. on the Bucks being the most like likely, likely team to come, come back. back from the 3-1. And they didn't. <laughs> no, they literally choked on it. They choked. Yeah. And I know just dumped over Jokic, and obviously he's putting in work in this series, but just disappointing for the Suns to be down this early in yeah. the series. I mean, Chris Paul with... A really unlucky injury again. There's like him and Bead and Kawhi Leonard seem to just get these super unlucky playoff time injuries. And the groin is just one of the really nagging ones. But even game one, Chris Paul didn't do a whole lot. And game two, Stack Guy can correct me, but I think Jamal Murray was like one for nine for from three or something. He didn't oh for nine. Oh for oh. nine. <laughs> You have He's like it. your mo your number one scorer right now. I mean, Jokic is big too, but Murray does so much on the offensive end. And with or without Chris Paul, because he didn't play that well in game one. Game two, he leaves with the injury. Durant was two for twelve, also. Though, yeah. Three. Okay, so yeah. there you go. It's just a rough shooting night all around. And but I can't believe they're down 0-2. I mean, yeah. I whiffed on the Clippers pick, but I was thought for sure the Suns were gonna clean house here with the nuggets in like five or six i know and the suns i mean game two they only got two made field goals from their bench all game Ugh. and they had guys that put in i mean pretty significant minutes so they just it, it was a poor shooting night all around like you said neither team even got to 100 but yeah it's it's tough to to see that team do down. you think do you think the depth of the suns because they traded away all those assets for kevin durant durant could be catching up i mean you play smaller rotations but, yeah, I mean their bench is trash. Yeah. So you're just they got like, Damian Lee as like their top guy off the bench, followed by like Bismack Biombo and Tori. <laughs> oh. oh. Bismack Biombo is one of those like one of those centers. But it's he's... funny because you got like guys like TJ Warren, Landry Shamit, and Terrence Ross who aren't even playing. Like they're, they're yeah. do not place the coach's decision, which I would I don't know. Some of those Wait, guys why I would is at least TJ give Warren a chance. Not playing? I don't know. They just do not play his coach's decision. Like Basley's what? in there too. Like they're playing these guys over. Yeah, like even like Shaman. Like he could. Yeah, Shaman. I, mean, I know he's not, but he could provide a three point spark. Yeah, I know he could be like what Mountain was doing for us, where he just gets locked in, hits like 
two or three big threes, you know. But yeah, I mean, I as mean a especially team, TJ Warren. I mean, he's been so hurt, but like, has he been healthy this year at all? I, he got in a little time, but I mean, as a team, when you shoot six for 31, 19% from yeah, three, like, give someone a chance to provide a yeah. spark. I feel like if they're going to win, KD's just going to have to take this whole entire team on his back. Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, Devin Booker, obviously, too, but. Yeah, and I feel like they're really gonna have to lean on KD because of its like, experience. No, you're right. And I guess the last one we didn't talk about yet: Lakers Warriors. Um, <laughs> that game only won one game in, but Lakers pulled it out. Still yeah. just trucking. Yeah, um, <sighs> I mean, we were all hyped mainly for the Clippers um, Sun series before Kawhi and George like didn't play at all. But in terms of America, this is definitely going to be the most watched series, maybe of the entire playoffs. NBA's hype. Yeah. NBA is super hype. They Curry, want LeBron to go far. Curry somehow has this magical 50 point bomb in game seven in Sacramento. Of course, Sacramento just gets hosed again. And <laughs> yeah. now they get what they want. These guys went at it for years in the championship, and now they're meeting in the second round. And Oh, yeah, NBA is definitely hype about it. Yeah, I mean, that versus a Grizzlies-Kings match. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so John Moran just to possibly get in trouble off court. That's just what they would need in that series. Yeah. But speaking of that series, I got a, qu- a trivia question for you guys. Do you guys know the year, the last Western Conference team to eliminate the Warriors in the playoffs, when that happened? The last time a Western Conference team knocked them out? Yeah. Uh, it's not... I feel like I'm gonna say longer than what it really is. I'm I I know the year. Oh, I know it's 2014 because I know in 2015 was when they won. First, that was their first one. I think 2014. Yeah. I'm gonna guess 2014 because then there was one year where they didn't make it in there. Yeah, I was gonna say like 2013, but yeah. I'm gonna go know, 20. That time. I'm gonna go 2014 for the year and. I know the Spurs won that year, but could they have knocked them out? I'm trying to think of other good teams in the West in 2014, and I'm blanking. You know what? I'm going to go Lakers in 2014. Okay. I'll just say that I'm going to say the Trailblazers. So 2014 is correct. Cue the ding ding. Nice. Nice. (laughs) But it was the Clippers. Oh! Chris Paul. Yeah. Oh! Lob City, right? Yeah, Lob City. Chris Paul was that. Was that their like last good playoff run with that I think team? Because so, after yeah. the... no, they. I think they the... were. They were good. The next. They were good in the next couple of years. I think. Yeah, they but just... didn't they choke? And then Doc far... left. That might have been their farthest. Uh... Like the farthest they got, and then they kept choking like real early. Yeah, yeah. yeah they blew a three-one lead in there. I know because classic. But and then we ended up with Doc. So <laughs> you know how it goes. That's all wrote. That was a good, wow, that's that actually question. crazy. Nice yeah. hit. That was a lot longer than I thought. That's why I was like, oh. Yeah, because the year they didn't make it, they didn't make the playoffs, right? Like recently. There, there might have yeah. been two years where they didn't even. The bubble year, they didn't make it. The bubble year, I don't know if they made it. And then two years ago, they didn't make it. One of the years was Steph was hurt for a while, right? Yeah, there was. And Clay. Well, yeah. Clay was hurt like two years in a row. Yeah, and then. They made like the playing game, but yeah. So yeah, it's been finals or nothing. Oh, That's crazy. Baby. Yo, if the Warriors, this is huge series for LeBron because he's going to get completely toasted. Yeah, by... If he actually wins, I'm going to be like, how? How is he doing this? Dude, Stephen A today was literally like, 
Well, if Curry wins and then wins another championship, I think he's going to just pass LeBron. I'm like, no, just shut up. no, don't like do one, that. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then like, here we go again. This stupid debate. They're both great. They're both. Yes. Great. Yeah. Both great for like different reasons. Though. Yeah. We don't yeah. need to try to num- numerically number everybody. Yeah. Plus LeBron still hasn't beat by numbers. So. We also need to talk about Anthony Davis because we all know he's injury prone ever since he was with the Pelicans. Like since he came into the league, he was another one of the guys who came into the league with a lot of expectations and he has been a monster and he's still playing at a really, really high level. I mean, 30 points and four blocks in game one, obviously LeBron's older, but it's just crazy. 80 has been in the league so long. We kind of forget about, just how dominant he can be and he's definitely showing out right now he's showing the world again yeah and it's like crazy because they paired him with boogie early in his career which is like not a great not a great combo but it's still like it's still they should have won more (laughs) the one year boogie ruptured his achilles for an offensive board with like two seconds left blowout game yo look listen to our last podcast on the what if question of like some of the biggest what ifs i was i was like thinking about boogie <laughs> and just how like dude yeah. the numbers he put up sometimes and like I know. he was an absolute monster dude, and he got it, he got derailed in sacramento by having a garbage team around him all the time and a terrible and coach gets, yeah and then he gets traded to like not not like i just feel like him and anthony davis were like too great but like not good together yeah i i literally it was them two and drew holiday was the point guard and i was like yo this team is literally gonna win a championship i i had high hopes what year was that team 2016 maybe i think yeah let's cue it up yeah yeah Yeah, we're gonna take a dive we're gonna go i feel like boogie's worth it yo boogie and was like like everyone was like OMB cat and B cat boogie was the OG. I just yeah. remember them running down the court smacking each other in the <laughs> like, <laughs> like what all right. So heck? we got so we got the guys you mentioned. We got Quinn Cook on that team. Oh, okay. Oh, Omri Caspi. Do you guys remember him? Yes. Yeah. Um, A D Tyreek Evans. Oh, oh my yo, that wow. was gonna, that was gonna be my my player. That I was gonna, that I was gonna do like the game and do. I was literally Evans, dude. If you didn't say anything, I want to. I want to know. I gotta find a new player now. Um, we got Langston Galloway. I'm just gonna say players that I've. Uh, some of these guys have never heard of. A young buddy healed. Oh, Solomon Hill. Okay. Drew Holiday, Jared Jack. Oh. Atwan Moore, Lance Stevenson classic and hollis thompson the rest are oh, oh i feel like he, yeah he was a sixer he was he yeah. was a ninth shooter the rest are uh yeah well and they got they got a tough draw they got i don't know why they slid in only as the a seed and then that was prior to the this that was prior to the playing 10th. games oh they finished 10 so it might be oh, a, it might have been a different year different year but i know that they drew the warriors first round and lost in like five. 2017 team finished sixth Oh, maybe. Oh, we finished 48 and 34 and got six. And there's a pretty similar team. Oh, um, really old Tony Allen. Oh, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> they also had an old uh, Nicolo, <laughs> Nicolo Meritich. Oh. Jameer Nelson, Rajon Rondo, Amika Okafor, and Josh Smith. <laughs> wow. So they are riding that experience. Yeah. 
Dude, Amico. Miritich was not Miritich was not that old, and he was so good. Yeah, he was with the guess Bulls he's like for a little right right now. Yeah, where is he? Thirty-two. Dang. He just went he, to play overseas. He got like shunned. Oh from yeah. The- <clears throat> Oh, yeah. yeah, wait, what ha- I just I oh, forgot he about a, he pulled like a hockey player move where he's like, well, I'm just gonna go back to Russia. And you're like, what? Team captain for FC Barcelona. <clears throat> oh, so he's probably raking in that league. Yeah, I don't know how to He find was them. so good. He was like because there, there was a lot of like like the players that came from Europe were always known as good shooters, but he had the height too. Yeah. It was kind of like a bowl. He's only had 12 points a game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not raking at all. He's not. I'm not sure what happened. I wonder From the Lakers and the Warriors most watched series of this playoffs to Nikola Miritich only on after further review. It's a be- <laughs> it's beautiful. That was good, though. Rabbit hole that we got back on track. What's yeah. next, Ben? What's next? I think we're going to talk about MLB. I want to <laughs> talk about my A's again. <laughs> yeah how bad they doing so last i saw they were five and 22 and they were on pace for a 30 and 132 season is that the worst record in the like recent yeah so this this might be a this might be a day or two old but they're yet to win back-to-back games they have 27 games with no starting pitcher wins and they have a minus 117 run differential they lead the air lead the al in errors with 19 (laughs) <laughs> and all their wins have come by a single run. So they've basically <laughs> going, worst at everything. Yeah. They're going and, straight process mode. Okay. So they, uh, my bad. They went one and two since I read that. Oh, and also I have a, so you mentioned that they haven't had a starting pitcher win a game yet. And they Bryce Harper. They have 27 games without a starting pitcher win. So Bryce Harper has gone on to have surgery, rehab that, and come back before the A's have gotten a starting pitcher win. That is insane. (laughs) Bryce Harper had Tommy John before the Rays, like start and finish Tommy John before the athletics. Starting pitchers. I'm feeling so good about my pick in the beginning of the year for their. That is awful. Yeah, yo, you both have money picks, and the Cardinals are 10 and 20. And I well, and speaking of that, I talked about Jordan Walker, how how good he was doing earlier this year, and he got sent down. He was kind of like a spring training. And yeah. Arenado, I have in my fantasy team. I don't know Arenado's numbers, but he has been garbage so far this year. He has just been in a like long slump. Yeah, World Baseball Classic hangover. Yeah, I think I think like every week we should just like dive in. Like we should st- follow these pirates. Like as they're still in first place in the NS- mm-hmm. NL Central, we talked. Yeah, about we last should week. break that. We should break down their roster where they got their players from. What's his face? The guy who from Fra- the Fraser trade um, you talked about last week. Sawinski. Um, oh, Sawinski. He had yeah, a mo- yeah. he had a really big week again. Yeah, and he's. I mean, he's he's looking at like a top five rookie right now yeah which is crazy because i feel like nobody really knew of him like unless he played mlb the show or followed fantasy baseball that's no actually and wild yeah i mean we'll we'll have to do a deep dive into some of that um, yeah. but i mean they gave brian reynolds that contract and he's been performing um the bullpen's been really good you know we'll see how long it lasts i'm still a bit skeptical but yeah, I mean, it's still early it could be it could be even if you know they don't make the playoffs but have an above average season that's that's a win i mean we expected a little more from the orioles but the orioles and pirates right now are definitely the biggest surprises for me just how much they're winning games yeah. the orioles division is so tough i mean that's why it makes it even more impressive like 
Yeah, I'm saying the Orioles. Oh, it yeah, makes it yeah, so yeah. impressive yeah. that they're yeah. they're like 20 and nine right now. Yeah, they set a franchise record last month for wins, so they went off last month. I love seeing the Yankees at the bottom though. That's fantastic. Yeah, still over 500 though. <laughs> no. Their whole division's literally. I mean, it's early still, but the Red Sox are overperforming. The Orioles are overperforming. Obviously, the Rays are overperforming. And you could say the Blue Jays are playing kind of where they're at. So the only team underperforming in the division is the Yankees. So you do love to see it. Yeah. And Judge is on the injured list now, right? Yeah. And one of the teams underperforming for sure is, I don't know, the White Sox. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were – I mean, I know I picked the Twins to win the division, but White Sox definitely a popular pick because they had a bit of a letdown last year. Is uh, is Tony LaRusso still the manager? No, they canned him. I forget who their manager okay. is now. Yeah, that was I can't believe that was they even tried to hire him and went yeah. last year after his July. But anyway, I feel like they're gonna have to have a fire sale. I mean, nine and twenty-one, and they are just not getting anything from their stars. Well, and the A's are really bad, but I feel like the AL Central is always low-key the worst division. Like the Royals and Tigers are not yeah. good. You should be winning games. And I know that they're the White Sox closer from last year, Liam Hendricks. He's actually rehabbing now. He had um cancer in the offseason, yeah. but he is rehabbing now and they're hoping he's back by the end of May. So that would be, I mean, it's only their closer. So yeah. you have to get to the ninth, yeah. but that's a big bullpen piece because I'm sure whoever's closing now can move to the A spot and kind of help him out a little bit, but yeah, nine and 21 is. Yeah. That's a good point, Ryan. Cause Hendricks, but also Tim Anderson's been out um, yeah. for a big chunk of time. He's only played 12 games. So they, they have had some injuries. So you do bring up a good point, but it's, you know, the, the, the next man up just hasn't yeah. been there for them. They also had a lot of world baseball classic players on their roster. So <laughs> yeah, Lynn, Luis Robert. Yeah. Speaking of that, any, uh, any, any word on any of those China guys? <laughs> I no. Okay, we're still looking for him. <laughs> yeah, honestly, what? I haven't looked. But <laughs> it's gonna like... drop first. That or the Antonio Brown documentary. Oh, oh. Well, I feel like they're gonna make it hard to look up anything about that team. So you just have to wait till next World Base World Baseball Classic and see if any of the names match up. And if it's a whole new roster, you know what happened. They, the White Sox just have a weird team, like. The fact that Billy Hamilton's still on a major league <laughs> roster is just really weird. Yeah, like I know, they have like good young players too, like yeah, former I mean, top prospects, and yeah, they just—I mean, no one's doing like Jimenez, Robert. They're all just slumping, and um, Benintendi doesn't even have a home run. I mean, they're basically relying on like Jake Berger. Uh, what has Andrew Vaughn been doing? He's been okay. He's hitting like two sixty. But he's just not the power's not there yet. Yeah. Who's the is the White Sox catcher? Yasmani Grandal. Yeah. I How mean, old like, is he at this point? 34. Damn. But again, he I mean 235. He was once I don't know what their con the contract was for him, but that was a pretty he's getting paid though. Good contract. And his best year was 2021 when he had 240. So it just yeah, last year he had 202. Like it just hasn't uh. been. Now, granted, the Mets signed James McCann, and that was an absolute atrocious move. So he's it's now backing like, up in Baltimore. Yep. I mean, it's a really slow start for the White Sox, but a lot of times, like the MLB season, it's not long time wise, but it's long with how many games you play. And really, the first month is a lot of hype behind it. But May 
to like mid-June, I feel like it's almost like the most important stretch. And so the White Sox, if they can get on a run here this next month, month and a half, they'll be fine. If they don't, all of a sudden, you know how the MLB works, you could instantly become a seller at the trade deadline. And I mean, they're in a division where the Twins will probably win it, but they should be super competitive and maybe even getting one of these wild card spots. So it's disappointing start to the season for them. Uh, trick, quick uh, trivia for you guys here. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys who the top two in hits are this year at the moment. I will say one is an AL player and one's an NL player. I already know the AL chase. Okay. I'm going to guess uh, Acuna. Did you wait? That's, you're going NL first? Yeah. You go NL? Um, I, I need a minute for the AL. I need a minute for the NL. So my AL. <laughs> My AL guess is going to be Matt Chapman. Do you want me to? Th- I didn't want to tell you. Do you want no, me to tell you, you if wait. it's right? You can wait a second. Or do you want to give me the? Do you want me to give the bell? If it's right, give me the bell. Give me the bell. Yeah, because I don't think I'm going to hit it. <laughs> oh, it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. Oh. Chase is right though. It is a Cunha. For the NL. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of uh, course, Chase beats me out again. Chapman is fifth. He's he's up there. I I have no idea for the AL. It's Bichette. Are you serious? Why is that? So Bichette has led the league in hits each of the last two years. First name Bo. First name Bo. Last name Wow. He has a trash name. He's led the league in hits each of the last two years. And he has been like, talking about like Bridges as like an Ironman for the NBA. 2021 and 2022, he had over 690 plate appearances each year. Wow. And he leads the league in at-bats this year. So... He's just been durable and getting – he just had the most, like, plate appearances, basically, and he just keeps playing, so. That's pretty impressive, though. I had no idea he was number one right now. Yeah. Who's number and two? For hits? Yeah. Acuna. Oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah, Acuna's – and then third, there's a three-way tie for third with Chapman, Verdugo, and Nico Horner. Nico Horner. Yeah. Has Bo, has is Boba Shett leading the league? Does he ever get close to MVP? Like, is he good defensively too? Because he was, he I was, feel like he's underrated low key. Cause I don't know. He was a about top him. prospect. He was like top 20 prospect with Vlad. He just doesn't have the power Vlad does, but he was, he got 12th in the MVP voting in 2021 and 11th in 2022. So and he's probably doing better this year than he right now. Yeah. But one more question for you guys. So from 2018 to 2023, most war. In the league, Ryan Salty over here. Wait, what was the time frame again? 2018 to 2023 through 2023 mm-hmm. so far. Okay. Who has the most war? The most war. Aaron Judge. That's second. Oh my second. gosh. Chase, how do you get so close? I, don't, I have no idea. I'm just picking off of his last season, go, honestly. I'm going to go Mookie Betts. Yep. Damn. Ding, oh ding, ding. Oh! Chase, you helped me out, though. You helped me out. That was clean. Mookie Mookie Betts Betts. 33.1. Well, it's just like the Red Sox were so good, and now yeah, the Dodgers true. are so good. I yeah. was just trying to think of good teams. So, bet, it's top fives, Betts, Judge, Trout, Marcus Simeon, Stop. and then Nolan Arenado. Stop after three. Mm. We don't even hear Marcus Simeon as number four Ew. at a war. I don't believe it. What? I literally don't believe you. Do you guys want to do a guess a player real quick? Because the oh, yes. person I have is a former baseball player. 
All right, so like hopefully we'll be better than last week. Yeah, this one's far easier than Eric Hinsky. I'm just gonna put it that way. All right, one guess each. Yeah, unless we both guess wrong, then we get it reset. No, no, we're gonna do it. We're getting it right this time. One guess each. Okay. I had a 20 year career in the MLB. I retired in 2018 with the Texas Rangers. Adrian Beltre. Yeah. Oh (laughs) wow, two, and then I didn't even give anything else other than his career. Let's go. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, actually, I have another guy who I thought of today, if you guys want to do it. Oh, yeah, let's do it. He's actually still active, so. I'll give give Brian a chance this time. Okay. Did that help you? I can't believe you got that in two. Did that help you knowing who he retired from? Like, Yeah, I mean, I just remember Adrian Beltre. He was in the league a long time. He retired fairly recently. Because I know he's coming up for the Hall of Fame somewhat soon. He's probably going to be a first ballot. Yeah, I kind of hope he is. He's probably one of my favorite players to watch in like the last, like, yeah, well, I guess since I've been alive. <laughs> he was a fun player to watch too. Like, just like he, he clearly enjoyed playing. Which yeah. Is cool to see. He had like him and Brandon Phillips. Like, they, I wish they would have played together on a team. Oh. That would have been a crazy duo. Well, sometimes we'll have to do, sometimes we'll have to do a deep dive into like Brandon Phillips and Dan Ugla and some guys. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> power hitting second baseman. Oh, yes. Power, <laughs> podcast title, Power Hitting Second Baseman. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. So it's going to be just off the top because I just thought of him today and I didn't really think much about it. But I made my debut for the Atlanta Braves May 7th, 2011. I'm a starting pitcher with a win loss record of 78 and 77. I'm a two-time All-Star coming in 2014 and 2016. I signed with the Detroit Tigers last year and the Padres this year. Do you guys have any, like, random guesses off the top? Yeah, I'm just uh, – no, I don't think he's with the Padres this year. I'm, not, I'm getting my names confused. Yeah, I'm actually just going to randomly guess Rich Hill. He's on the Pirates. He's on the Pirates. Oh, that was Darn a good guess, you. though. P names. I'm stumped. <laughs> I want to know. I'm, I'm going to – Chase, thank you for saying that was a good guess. Because I don't even want to look. That was a solid guess, yeah. All right, I don't even want to work for the Pirates. What the heck? Do you have any more hints? Um, Yeah, let me. I'm just going through his page real quick. I don't have like a – trying to think of their starters and the Braves. Is he – he's not injured or anything? Um, No, not not currently. He actually just opted out of his deal with the Padres. You could give him the initials. But don't give it – Who am I with the initials? Do a first name letter. J. That does not help at all, Ben. You should have just went for the initials. (laughs) I mean, I can give you his last initial. T. Oh, my gosh. How did you not know this? You got it. No, I already guessed. I mean, I'm just trying to think of pitchers. It's got to be Ben. It's got to be Julio Tehran. Yep. Nailed it. But I only... I did not realize he he was... contract with the Padres? He just opted out, like, yesterday. Yeah, it was what? on a minor league deal with the Padres. I didn't even know he still had a – it was yeah. in the league. If you would have asked me what year he was drafted, I would have said 2016. Wow. I did not realize he got drafted in 2011. Yeah, well, that's when he made his debut. He signed with the Braves in 2007. He's only 32, by the way. I could pull it out. He's only th- Wait, he's only 32 and he signed in 2007? Yeah. You had a really good peak. What were those all-star years? 2014 and 2016. In 2014, he signed a six-year, $32.5 million extension with the Braves. And he was their opening day starter, but he took a 2-0 loss. 
In 33 starts in the season, he was 14 and 13 with a 289 ERA, a 108 whip, and 180 strike, 186 strikeouts in 221 innings. That's a classic Braves team-friendly deal if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I know. Six years, 32. It was actually 32.4 million dollars. So he didn't even get he didn't even get the half. I mean, good call on him for signing it because obviously it's a little. Wait, scared, so but... he was like, I'm just trying to like wrap my head around. I did not realize. He played on the Braves in the beginning of the 2010s. Like, so is he playing with Chipper Jones? Like, I just can't wrap my head around this. Um, yeah, I guess so. 2011. He actually made his major day, major league debut against the Phillies. So I guess whenever whoever was on the 2011 Braves team, he would have uh, played with them. But he actually, 2015, he was 11 and 8 with a 404 ERA. 2016, he was seven and ten with the three. His win loss record is not good. Dang, that was a good one, Chase. I'm salty I didn't get that, but that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a little more recent and a little more random. Yeah. But I just figured with the NL East connection that uh, a bunch of matchups against, I'm sure, against the Mets. And I know he had a bunch of matchups against the Phillies. Oh, he played with Melky Cabrera because Melky oh, was a Melky. And Dan Ugla. Oh, the Ugla connection. Yeah, so big USC card. We got Henry the eighth. No, Henry C. I was gonna call him a name, but I'm not gonna do that on this podcast. Not yet. Uh, we got Gilbert Burns fighting. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Here we go again with oh. Burns. Are they brothers? This is the same one though. No, you said Brian Burns. <laughs> Brian Burns. You always, he's the you defensive end for the Dennis Brooks's brother. Oh my gosh. I could. You really always say Gilbert Burns. He does Gilbert have a does brother. It. Yeah, he He's, does have a brother. Yeah, I forget his name though. It's not Brian though. No, Brian Burns plays for the Panthers. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so it is somebody, but um, but yeah, oh, what's so, his? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but big card. Um, obviously, big title fight at bantamweight, and then some exciting, uh, exciting action at co-main and throughout the main card i literally found him i literally found brian burns dude he's owen three and he's and he's not he does not look like gilbert he's an amateur Wait, brian? Where, where no, does he I fight <laughs> no he I, fight? Don't, I don't think his brother's name is brian it's chase that is not his brother <laughs> no that's definitely not him wait i want to know where he's fighting at at owen three can you look up dennis I mean, brooks he... while you're at it I still don't even believe what you say when you say that. Oh, his brother's Herbert Burns. <laughs> Herbert. That's who it is. Yeah. It's kind of in more of an ass name, I'm not going to lie, but... I found that his Brooks. <laughs> is he an actual person? <laughs> he played for Norwich in the NCAA. All right. <laughs> He's an unrestricted free agent right now. Wait, is this actually his brother? No way. <laughs> I don't think does he so. does he have it? Let's look it up real quick. Don't he last wanna... played in 2013-2014. Averaged 1.6 points a game in seven minutes. <laughs> if this is actually his brother, I'm gonna lose my mind. And I'm 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 done on this podcast for today. Uh-huh. I still don't even can you explain to me? Did you just get his name wrong and ran with it? You don't I just knew who that was. That guy was just a, a legend in in local stuff. Dylan Brooks doesn't have anything about his personal life on Oh, it's a classic. All right, well, quick to get back. Do you want to just quickly talk about UFC? Um, I mean, we're excited. It's, it's a it's a big card. Um, 
I'm excited to see Cejudo back in the ring, although I'm not a big fan of the guy, but you know, it'll be, it'll be exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. He's making his comeback, um, you know, two years or, or I guess out. I think he retired in 2019. Yeah, it feel, I don't, it feels like it's been a while. It feels like three but or four years. So probably COVID juicing up in that time. Felt, COVID years felt long. So who knows? Yeah, true. Added on five years. Masvar um, <laughs> Evolev versus Diego Lopez. That's a good fight. Uh, two guys looking to prove themselves. Real quick, is Kron Gracie, is that any relation to any of the Gracies? Yeah, that's, uh, I forget whose son. Is it? I think okay. Hoyce. I think, that, I think Hoyce Gracie's. Is it is crone? Yeah. Dang. Drew Dober, he's always uh always has a, a electric fights. That'll be a yeah. good a good one. Uh he's Kennedy is Chuck Two versus Devin Clark. That feels like such a COVID matchup because I feel like those guys always fought a lot during the COVID years. Yeah, same so, with like I like uh Chaos Williams. Too. Yeah. I feel like they kind of, well, I feel like that's when they debuted, so it just seems like they did, but I feel like they were like in there at least three or four times in 2020 and 2021. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, there's a Zama Gulov. He's on the card too, down at the bottom. Dang, there's some weird. I didn't even see that one. <laughs> yeah, there's some some weird ones. I'm any pay per view. I feel like the card they load with like the better talent, even on the prelims. And yeah, I mean the other thing is Demetrius Johnson's fighting this weekend too. Uh, not to yeah, on yeah. One, um against Adriana Marias. Mar- Mar- yeah, this is their third fight, I think. Yeah. And and, uh, and I'm making that my next after further review pick is Demetrius okay. Johnson to win minus one fifty six. Wow, big big I fan like of Mighty it. Mouse here. Yeah, and he could possibly hang it up depending on this fight. Oh, um, I hope he doesn't hang it up. I know he's probably one of the greatest fighters of this generation, and I feel like since he left the UFC, there hasn't been a lot of like the same spotlight on him. But yeah, he gets no love, and like you said, he is. I mean, if you talk about like a Mount Rushmore of like martial arts fighting. Like he's gotta be up there. He wasn't maybe yeah. as exciting as some of like the other guys, but he just, he knew how to win. Yeah. I mean, there is that one moment where he like picked up Ray Borg, suplexed him and then put an arm bar in all before they hit the ground. And it was yeah. in like a third of a second. That was pretty amazing, but he just dismantled people. And then he lost to Henry Cejudo who we're talking about. And uh just, after that, they made a trade for him for Ben Askren, uh, straight up, and that was an awful deal for the UFC. But what a crappy trade! Although yeah, it, it got them, it honestly got them the stardom of Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> yeah, true. And that, and they were talking about closing up the lower divisions too. Like they kept threatening that for a long time, even as recently as that. So I'd love to see him in some of those in that division now because that those they've gotten. Oh. They've gotten really stacked again. Yeah, it seems like since Dimitri cleaned it out and then left, they reloaded that division, and now it's one of their better. Yeah. Like those lower divisions are probably one of their better ones. I mean, especially like I mean, now he would have been a great matchup for all these people. I mean, to see him against Aljo, to see him against you, know, like you know, yeah. Peter Jan rematch with Cejudo. Yeah, that. Cejudo. I mean. But yeah, not Figueredo, to Moreno, that would have been exactly. Any yeah, not to bring it off UFC. I was just, you know, excited. I don't watch too much of anything other than UFC, but you know, there's some good fights in one, and that one's exciting. Yeah, and I know we don't really bring up boxing either, and we shut up because the Ryan yep. Garcia, Javante Davis fight was big. Canelo returns to the ring this weekend, so 
I mean, it, it's starting to line up, and uh, they're, it's just weird because I feel like a lot of super fights that were going to happen fell through recently. So outside of the heavyweight division, I feel like I exclude that because they, like, all the top guys have to go after each other, but the lower weight guys are so much more competition, and it floats around, and people like Terrence Crawford sets up a fight, and then it backs out, but he's one of the most exciting boxers of this generation, and there's so many more, so hopefully, like, bigger fights start to pay out more. Yeah, it's hard to sometimes follow boxing just because there's so many promotions and there's so many belts and yeah, belts and yeah, and you're like you're right. You don't the Garcia tank fight. You just don't see it always come to fruition the way it did. Um, and even like someone like Nganu just still out there chilling without anything, and he just even had a meeting with the one um, promoters and I forget what they said, but just basically said nothing's going to happen with him. I don't know if he was just hard to work with or what. So I don't know what Nagano's going to do because now big fights Fury and is a Fury and Ruiz are happening now? I think so, yeah. So, but I and I guess it's more like there was more lineal heavyweight champions recently, so it's just easier because one person held all the belts and it was more sure. hype around it, but I mean there's so many of the young like the lower weight guys like the Charlo brothers, like the like it's in Earl Spence, like it's yeah. it's insanely loaded right now, but it's so hard for these guys to match up because of all the different promotions and it's hard to get them all together. Tiafimo and Vasily Lomachenko, I mean, that guy's been dominating at the lower weight divisions and like obviously he lost his belts recently, but I mean outside yeah. of that, he's been one of the best boxers of this generation too. It's like insane, but they it's pretty rare to get these good matchups all the time. Yeah, no, it'll be exciting and as always, some some fun sports this weekend with playoffs and UFC one, baseball is always playoff oh, hockey, yeah. which we never even talk about. I know we never bring up hockey, and it's been an insane playoff. So I've been keeping my eye on it. Just yeah, tough. we might talk about it someday, yeah. but we'll see what happens. Honestly, if the Flyers, I make a deal right now. If the Flyers legitimately hire someone who's qualified for the position. And Danny Briere gets all the all the weapons he needs, and they go in next year, like actually trying. I will make an effort to watch Flyers games more than for five minutes one day a week. All right, we'll mark it down. Yeah, so Flyers do me a solid because I can't go through another summer of just listening to them complain and then do nothing and then have a ten win season and still get like the seventh overall pick. So yeah, let's yeah. do it. No, and we'll we'll touch on some of that stuff, and maybe even as a draft. I know there was that big prospect um, that you mentioned, and oh, so yeah. as, as the draft gets closer, we'll talk about all that. But you know, it was a fun podcast today. We went down some rabbit holes, but some fun rabbit holes. And as always, we definitely like to do that. And after further review, but if you stuck around this long, I appreciate everyone for listening. We appreciate everyone for listening. Episode thirteen. Don't forget Apple Podcast. Amazon Music and Spotify. Listen to us. Don't forget our Instagram too. And ask us a question after further review. Signing out. So long, everyone. Give us a follow and tell your friends. Later. <laughs>